Today, the nation needs thoughtful, reliable, principle-centered, and empathetic leaders more than ever. And this will be the last episode that you hear me record from this location. Starting tomorrow, we pack up our things and we'll be in Kansas City by the 4th of July. So wish us luck and I look forward to returning to you while I'm in the heart of America, where we plan to raise our five children and start a new chapter in our lives. So today, I wanna talk to you about how to be the leader that you were meant to be. In this video, I will walk you through how you grow as a person into a leader, regardless if you're in a business, nonprofits, ministry, academics, or any other industry, or even generation, because this has no bounds. This episode is full of wisdom on how to do that well. So let's get started. Hi, my name is Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life full of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. Our communities need leaders in our workplaces, the municipal centers, and our homes that prioritize people. We need you to lead companies and nonprofits with integrity. We need parents, educators, and other childhood development experts to raise our children up to be the greatest generation. I spend each day reading a daily devotional by Peter Drucker called The Daily Drucker. And this book is about his insights on leadership and how to get the right things done. Peter has a very profound, practical, but very powerful wisdom that is inspirational and helps with the many challenges that leaders are facing today. His action-oriented management with a trademark of clarity and vision and humanity makes him one of the best global consultants, and even ahead of his time. His timeless gems have not only impacted leaders worldwide, including me, but anyone who seeks to understand and put use to Mr. Drucker's very powerful words and ideas. Every leader must do just one thing, one thing, continually seek to improve themselves. This isn't just true in the business world, but also applies to every area of your life or the roles that you serve in. To fulfill your potential as a leader and become the leader you were meant to be, you require to study the characteristics and the wisdom of those that you admire, even those who may be considered the best. But first, you need to know who you are, and where you're going. Peter Drucker stated that when people get on the road to success, they tend to reposition themselves and fail. Still, he believed that you should reposition yourself after 
you're successful because that is when you can afford it. Not before, but when you're successful. I spend a considerable amount of time talking about knowing who you are and where you are going. And I don't do this for any reason at all because each time I work with new members of my coaching programs, it surfaces quickly. This isn't my agenda, okay? The members of these programs bring it up. Most self-help gurus will tell you that I am and everything that follows after those two words is the most powerful statements that you can make. How you describe yourself is going to dictate where you're going from here and how fast you're gonna close the gap on your ambitions. And this is why many people believe in affirmations because repeating them out loud and often helps build confidence and it ingrains that idea of who you are inside of your mind. Do you know who you are and why you are here today? If you are going to be the leader that you are meant to be, you first need to identify who you are now and who you intend to become later. As soon as your eyes open each morning, that battle begins with your mind. See, the thoughts of self-doubt begin to be processed, evoking fear and paralysis about the upcoming day's events. This is where most people fail. But Peter Drucker says that the only worthy goal is to make a meaningful life out of an ordinary one. I love how this parallels with the wisdom of the Latin phrase, memento mori, which means that our days are numbered. And these two couple together to give us that idea that we should be careful of how we conduct ourselves. We should be wise and the importance of aiming for the intrinsic things. Every day, you should begin by settling your sights on the direction that matters in advancing why and what you do for others that don't serve you, but serves others. Most of the things in this world that money can buy brings us, really, it's just temporary joy. It's like riding a roller coaster up and down, upside down, and then the ride is over. But the experiences and the happiness that we can bring to others' lives can have a lasting effect that ripples through lives, communities, and even generations. If you're a leader, it is time to set yourself apart. Let's go one step further. Let's cast a vision far enough ahead of what it is that you think is achievable in your lifetime. Yes, the journey will be more demanding, but worthy every ounce of blood, sweat, and tears. I promise you that. It's called faith, trusting in whom you are, and believing that person is capable of achieving that vision. What is your day like? My day is packed full of meetings, coaching calls, projects, online events, and other business development tasks. I build in a lot of quiet time, some exercise, some reading and reflection, meals, and even family events because all those things are important to me. I've learned that time blocking my calendar is essential 
And I do it based on my relationships. I prioritize these relationships based off of Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people, where he also talks about becoming a quadrant two self-manager in principles of personal management. I also choose to use my free time that I've blocked out for study and skill building, a nap. And there is also a period where I can also tackle opportunities that present themselves during the week without advanced notice because things do pop up and it is crucial to be able to adapt and be agile, but not allow over planning to get in your way of the opportunities that may come to you, which actually do align with your vision. You don't want to miss those opportunities. So Peter Drucker stated that too much planning can make you deaf to those opportunities. That opportunity knocks, but it only knocks once. You have to be ready for that accident to happen. But are you ready to seize it? That's the question. You have to be ready to say yes, and that requires you to be flexible and seize opportunities when they pop up. Look at your calendar. What direction does it indicate that you are going? Do you need to course correct or get in line with your vision and mission? Are you spending time on the most important relationships? Maybe you need to open up some white space so you can say yes to something that might propel you forward. Knowing your values, your personal vision, and your mission can keep you from making unwise decisions. Even when I was a child, I knew what I wanted. I ran off from my parents a few times, and I also ran away from home once. Whenever my parents would find me each time, they would ask, what would make me want to do something like this? At the time, I really didn't know how to say it. And many would say I was a little troublemaker or even lost. And today I realize that my parents and I, we really didn't share some of the same values. And I didn't like the environment that I was in. I felt strong enough about what I wanted and I believed that I would do extraordinary things. As a child, you don't know how to communicate this or even process what most adults even struggle with today. Then when I became of age and went about my business freely, it was time for me to join the Army. The journey that would prepare me for what I'm doing today and will do in the future. It helped me refine those values and build my knowledge and develop skills and clarify my vision and mission and help me explore and discover who I was and what I stood for. The irony of the situation is, is that you wouldn't think a person who defies their parents would join a structured and disciplined organization, but they do because they know precisely what it produces. And when you get clear about your values and that mission and vision, yes and no become the most straightforward words in your vocabulary. And this runs central to a lot of coaching I do with leaders. We always try to get to a place that they can easily make decisive decisions and the right ones. It frees up your time as well so that you can focus on doing more of the right things in your life.
And when you're clear on who you are, why you do it, and what you do, it will be evident and easy to say yes to the things that align with your vision and mission. And then you can easily say no to what is going on to move that needle. Getting rid of all the distractors allows you to focus on the right things and help close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. You live in a time of rapid economic growth, despite having lived through three periods of crisis in the last 20 years. Those are the global war on terrorism, the financial crisis of 2008, and the coronavirus pandemic. And as I'm recording this, we're going through another crisis regarding social justice and police reform. You are still encouraged and motivated to chase doing those things that you love and then retire so that you can travel and enjoy the remainder of your life. My favorite author, Peter Drucker, again says here that his definition of success changed much long ago. And I ask this question to every one of the guests that appears on this podcast, the True Success Podcast. And that question is, is what is your definition of true success? Now, Peter, he states that he loved doing consulting work and writing. And when he is doing these activities, he regularly loses track of his time. And what is most important to him is finishing well and being remembered for the things that he does now. And he states that making a difference in the lives of very, just a few people is admirable and worth remembering. Now, being a strong finisher is very attractive characteristic, even after the bulk of your career might be behind you. I generally see three types of people in the workforce. And the first one is, is a person who works Monday through Friday, hunting a paycheck and living for the weekend. And then there's those who work towards a career and solely focused on getting to that benchmark where they can draw a pension, some health benefits, and hang up their hat. And then you have the third person that feels like they have a mission in life, that they enjoy their work, which brings them meaning and fulfillment. And it's a way that expresses themselves and they allow or allows them to contribute to others. They don't typically stop working, and they see what they do as a lifelong endeavor, and retirement isn't even an option, and most of them work on the weekends. I've seen the first person become pretty successful. Still, they usually aren't with us much longer after that because they have nothing left to live for, or even after that, they start collecting their entitlements. And even the second person has the same outcome because they lose their enthusiasm once they retire. And many of these people are disappointed with life because they worked all their lives and have only pennies to show for it. And retirement just didn't pan out the way they had wished for. And most of the time it's because they spent money first and saved later. And that doesn't work out. You must save first and spend later. And the first two have to be really financially savvy from the very beginning, as I just mentioned, to live a life of grandeur and retirement, which most people don't start even collecting retirement until they're in their late 30s, early 40s. The odds of that happening are extremely low that you would even start saving in your 20s. I would have to say that I have one person and a coach who will be financially free by the age of 40 and could retire. 
And that's not because of me. That's just because how strong their work ethic is and how important life after 40 is to, for them. And so, like I said, the odds of that happening are extremely low than ever due to our country's poor financial literacy. It's not, it's not a shot at anyone. It's just a fact. And I'll be honest, you don't think about planning for age 65 or 70 when you're 21. At least I didn't. And I didn't get that figured out until probably my early 30s that I shouldn't start doing it. So I'm with you there. I made the same mistakes. But I would like to prevent other people from doing it. It's a long way off, right? I mean, 65, 70. And if we don't plan well, none of us, right, would need Social Security or even Medicare because we focus on the long game and we could take care of ourselves. See, the third person that I talked about earlier is always looking to add value and contribute. And even if they do retire, right, they tend to go back to work for a cause that is important to them. See, work or their career or profession was just a vehicle to get to another place in their life. And maybe it's a nonprofit. Maybe it's consulting part-time. Maybe they're going to serve on a board or do volunteer work. Whatever it is, that's what they've been focused on this entire time. And so work isn't necessarily something that you always get paid for. What I have gained from my mentors is that they have been given a lot of stuff over their lives. And not just materialistic things, but value. And now is their time to give back. They don't want to be collecting paychecks, but they want to be involved. These are the leaders who finish well. Those who still feel like they are something to contribute. And even after their formal working days are behind them, they still have value to add. See, I love to get the stamp of approval for finishing well in my career, as we all do. But more than that, I'm striving to be remembered for working hard and finishing strong while leading a life of influence that leaves a ripple effect. And someone who models how to live well and pass along what other leaders have kindly and freely given to me. And that's today's message. So don't forget to give us a review and smash that subscribe button. I'm Kirby Ingalls, and it's been a pleasure. And the next time you see or hear from me, I'll be in Kansas City, the heartbeat of America. We'll see you soon.